1: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. Sometimes when you're juggling those plates, you get one or two good spins. Uh, tonight, I am your host, Rydacad. You can find me at Rydacad on Twitter. You can also find me at News Need on Twitter. Hopefully that site might actually be coming soon or better than later. Um, uh, you can also find me at CB Caps on Instagram.
2: Oh, no, 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 no.
1: And our man with sound effects, so sound effects with the facts also uh, sitting low and hopefully feeling better than low. Uh, uh, our man in Brooklyn, Mr. Mr. Underscore eight. Wait a minute. Hold on. Agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. What's
0: up, everybody?
2: We're Brooklyn. Eh? We're Brooklyn. Eh? We're Brooklyn. Eh? Yes, yeah,
0: as you can hear, adjustment, he, adjustment uh, of ca- of camera. Apparently, just,
1: yeah. You were you were yeah, looking yeah. like you were sitting a little low there for a sec. Yeah. Um, yes, so you know weather conditions being as you know, we got a slight return of the morning voice, but not to to, to the extent it was. So we wish uh, Agent Seventy.
0: Yeah, definitely a little under the weather, but appreciate everybody's well wishes. It's just a cold,
1: you know. But you know, you're in probably one of the worst places in in the states to have a cold. <laughs> if we're if we're being honest here, it's true. Um, and not with us tonight, for whatever odd reasons anymore, uh, PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter, PopCultureNet on Twitter, uh, and PopCultureNetwork.com and all the umbrella sites in and the Osiris of this ish one Tim D-O-G-G 9-8 on Twitter TheClickNation on Twitter TheClickNation.com that's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N and also C B Cron on Twitter which is the Comic Book Chronicles uh, Twitter account and Comic Book Resources where he's over there writing his face off of course you write with your hands and not your face so you know you take that for what you will uh, you can find this here podcast on the Coast Leather Podcast Network, y'all. CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also su- subscribe to this podcast on your podcast personal place of choice. It could be either Google Play, Apple iTunes, okay, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Coast Leather Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. <laughs>
0: And don't forget about the YouTube.
1: And of course, we go live every week, Thursday, unless there's movie cult Protocol or some sort of holiday, you know, darting in the way, like an asteroid. Thursday night, 9.30 p.m. on the Click Nation's YouTube channel. You might be watching us there right now. Hi, Mom. My mom doesn't watch this. Um, or anybody else who, for some strange reason, I can't see the chat now, because sometimes the chat comes up on this thing,
0: sometimes it doesn't. And you can always uh, watch um, all shows that have been archived.
1: Oh, for certain, there's a good, well, there's, there's at very least 340 some odd shows. I can't, you know, we're we're flying by numbers on here, but at least 340 something, if not 46. We may be on or off by one or two for various reasons, but nevertheless, there's a bunch of them down the Click Nation site like, in, in a playlist. You can go watch any of them if you want and see how we've aged in the last <laughs> eight years. Wait. Has it been eight years? No. Uh, it's been like four six, or five. Yeah, six. Six going on seven. Yeah. So either way, it's been a long time. And a long road. What
0: was Getting that? From there to here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enterprise. Catch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was about to say, it's not like you're quoting ACDC. No.
1: No, no, no. Quoting Rod Stewart. Um, But any hues, we are going to start off this here episode with... Black Cat number
0: eight. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the sound drop from uh, Janet Jackson here, so uh, I guess okay. I get, but it won't. You know,
1: and you can you can request it. It won't happen. I can, almost, mm-hmm. I can almost tell you that now. So good luck with that. Bing. So yeah, Black Cat number eight. Agent uh, Seven and I. It's safe to say that we've both been fans of this book since since uh, since it's come out. Um. You know, Felicia's out there doing her thing. You you didn't ex- you wouldn't never expect this book to t- kind of take off the way it has, or at least as far as we're concerned. I don't know how it's doing in the, the numbers wise.
0: We have to double check the sales, but yeah. Um, but it's apparently, definitely... since it's, landed,
1: it's 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 been going on this long, which means they haven't canceled it yet. So, um, we if it gets past the magic number twelve, then we'll know something. But right. regardless, that, I say all that to say that this. Book has pretty much been a treat. Pretty much every
0: um, every time it's come out, and this issue is no exception. Right, Jed McKay's done an excellent job of creating not just heists of the week, but also or oh, heists of the month, but also um, uh, a longer, you know, farther-reaching story. Mm-hmm. You know, delving into the um, the thieves' guild. Uh, network in the Marvel Universe, so he, you know, that is that has actually helped to uh, create a much deeper uh, connection to the Marvel Universe. I also wanted to note before we jumped into the story that the art by uh, artist DK Ruan. There's um uh, a very clear delineation between these two artists in this book because of um, parallel stories that are being told, right. or at least the flashback story that's being told. Um, DK Ruan is doing uh, one uh, story that features Black Cat in her uh, costume, along with some several other characters we'll talk about. And Annie Wu does uh, what seems to be a flashback story between uh, Felicia Hardy and a character I don't think we've seen yet before. So we'll jump into it right now.
1: Yeah, so I kind of, that's what I was kind of wondering about because I was like, we've I can't we'm fairly certain we have definitely seen. Her dad in the past in the pages of uh, Spidey, but I don't recall ever seeing her mom, which I I was going to make a joke. It's like, well, we see where she got her hair from. But, you know, right. That's not necessarily the case. Um, But yeah, so you see you see basically uh, Felicia and her mom having a nice little mother daughter bonding moment, you know,
0: while Felicia. It's like a day out with between the two of them. It's basically,
1: but it, under the guise of you know, uh, well, it is that, but it's also under the guise of Felicia trying to get her mom to go away, to get out of the, uh, to get out of the, uh, get out of the city for a little bit while because of what's going on overall, right? Uh, to which we find out at the end of the story is, um, <laughs> as they say, on and popping. But um, but it's 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 actually kind of cool because well, and also as, as I have in my notes, it feels like. That there's a little bit of um. Wait, is Annie? You said Annie
0: Wu is doing the flashback scenes. The the flashback with the mom scenes. She's writing, or or is she? No, 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 she's doing the art.
1: Wait, okay, never mind. I'm thinking of totally somebody else. Never mind. It was like okay, Annie Wu. Yes, 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 yes. From um, Hawkeye. Thank. I don't mm-hmm. know why I'm thinking of someone else. Never mind. Um. Um 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 But anyway, the, so yeah, the, that, that whole um, story between, between her and my mom was, one, kind of cute, but also, you know, it was kind of, I felt like uh, it's kind of, I don't know if you felt this yourself, but it felt like there's that Marvel sliding scale that seemed to have popped up on this. I might be wrong about that, though.
0: What you mean is the timeline? Yes. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that's... That's going to be something that pops up every now and then because, you know, it's the same way we, we, you know, we don't, uh, we don't have Frank Castle being a veteran of Vietnam anymore. Or sometimes we do, depending on the story. Right. So, um, because if he was a veteran of Vietnam, he would be very, very, as, as, uh, as people want to say, hella old. So, um, you know, that wouldn't be as, as, as uh, possible as it once was. So well, Nick Fury, but yeah. Well, Nick Fury at least had the benefit of the Infinity formula. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, we're not, We you know, we're talking about someone who literally is just a regular dude who's a good soldier. So, so, wait, so
1: now that I think about the, the, on, on a tangent, the, the number of people with that said formula has probably bumped up like by one or two. Now that I think about it, but that's. Yeah, really right. Silver Sable. Right. You and know, Mockingbird, and Mockingbird. Right. I, think, I feel like I'm missing somebody, but yeah.
0: But uh, but but in any event, getting back to the, this black cat story, uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about uh, how old Felicia is and how old her mom actually is, um, she's probably too young at this point to really get '80s references, and I think that's what you're talking about. That is correct. Um, that's Although, one thing. I, so so. I would agree. To unless with her, own, her mom played it. Unless her mom played it for her.
1: I was going to say, there's that, yes. Because there are plenty of There are folks now that are, like, half our age and know some AD stuff because, you know, either their parents, <laughs> like, yeah, our parents older, you know, was old enough to play this stuff, you know, because of nostalgia sake or whatever the
0: case may be. Yeah. Or, there's always the retro movement, too. Things right. are just becoming more, you know, the you know uh, uh, retro becomes something a little bit more modern right so but um, but there's that and there's also the other story that's being told in this book um, of a break in into rand industries or rand tech i forget what what the company's called now yeah i can't remember either yeah but uh, it's just rand you I know as like in it. danny rand as in uh, the immortal iron fist yes and, and and obviously if that if such a caper happens guess who ends up showing up <laughs> Oh, other than iron fist i was going to say that it was nice to see um a guest appearance by characters from the more the recent immortal iron fist yes pay uh, limited series yeah
1: i thought that part i love that part huh pay and gork yes i i thought that part was kind of funny because um you know so felicia was breaking into and or whatever you want to call it uh to for to get a to basically get a snapshot of a, a piece of tech that he has, which apparently is the gate to uh Kunlun, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Problem. Because uh, I've seen that, but I remember seeing that before, but I just can't remember if that's... I think that's it. But um regardless, um, they don't get foiled, but they get interrupted of source. And we should go ahead and mention, it is her and Beetle for some odd reason, to which we find out in the course of the story Is because, one, she was cheap and, you know she's basically wanted someone that she wanted some backup because she's kind of feeling some kind of way about you know uh things and folks uh going on around her especially the the ongoing or well the upcoming ongoing war with uh with the guild so that is that ends up rearing this ahead at the end of this issue um to which you know out of the pages of spidey and other places beetle being being beetle <laughs> Tries to give her the hard sell on on the syndicate, which to which she's not having none of it and and also causes a conversation about, you know, Felicia being a whether she's a villain or not, much less being a spidey villain. You know, to which uh, some would argue that uh Felicia's being in denial. But I don't know. I'm I'm kinda with her. I don't think she is a, a uh, such a villain anymore. She just kinda She's in it for whenever she's whenever you
0: know whenever she can get out of it, basically. Right. There's there's some great interplay between herself and Danny Rand uh, about this as well. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. That was a pretty good... Cool, yeah. Considering the 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 kind of people who usually comes after me, as he says, it's it's refreshing to get a, just a just a, a thief as opposed to people coming after his head. So.
0: Well, no, specifically people of a kung fu nature. Right. That's what that's that that's what he was joking about, like, oh, they want my chi, they want my hands, they want you know they want to test their kung fu, <laughs> so it was pretty cool. It was all overall a really entertaining issue. Mm-hmm. It was cool that it really was an infiltration uh an information gathering and, you know, an exfiltration issue. No, that was their mission actually. Right. Uh, between Black Cat and, um, and this version of the beetle, uh, Janice Lincoln. So it was, you know, overall a really fun issue. And as you mentioned, um, we get to the end of it and we see that the war with uh, the thieves guild in New York and Odessa Drake um, is, uh, is on.
1: It's heating up. Wait, is there another version of the, of the beetle?
0: well think of all the previous versions of one well, yeah but i mean this is the current one that i'm saying right. they're not a. Oh, we they're know, just ones. just for just for uh, clarification's sake
1: mm, sure gotcha um but yeah the overall though it's this was a good fun issue um all told with especially <laughs> beetle getting handed by um by pay was was particularly fun for me
0: yeah that's not exactly fair you it's know, not but at the same time <laughs> I, I just gotta i got a kick out of that because yeah. she's like this is not the mission i signed up for
1: right so. and was running after girl
0: with a the, with the little girl with the iron fist <laughs> no running away from the girl with the iron <laughs> saying, fist That's yeah. what was happening yeah uh and 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 the uh the interaction between gork the dragon the uh the young shu lao right um and uh, Felicia. and and Felicia Hardy was pretty amusing as well. So That's it was cute. nice to see these characters get some shine. And in a right. book that, uh, you know, I don't think – I have to look at the the sales numbers. You know, I was filling out the sheet for and, – and be on the lookout for our um, 2019 year-end um, episode. I was okay, filling out right. the sheet for that. And I don't know what the sales numbers on Black Cat are, but I definitely would put this up as one of those books that needs – more readers, although I think my candidate needs more readers than Black Cat does. So, but that's something for uh, the year-end, the 2019 year-end show. Yes.
1: uh, Whenever that happens, anytime soon as of this recording. Um, So I'm looking at Jed McKay's writing creds, or at least through a version of, anyway. He did write a Daughters of the Dragon, I do remember that. Uh, and I believe that's the Comicsology one. Yeah, it was. I remember that. Anyway, I was thinking he wrote uh, Iron Fist before. So I guess in uh, in what limited version that he showed up in um, in that series, I think that was the case. Either way, because I was kind of, I, I don't know, some, some part of me thought he might have written a, a miniseries before, which he might have. And I just get not find it right off the bat. So either way, this was pretty cool you know um and it's I, I think the only other thing lastly before we push on was like i'm kind of i the thing i like about this book is that not only it's kind of just floating through the marvel universe the most most specifically the places of a note you know like all of the the places that would need to, to that you could boost off from in the corners of the of the mu i can think the only place she hasn't gone yet is avengers mountain which you know who's to say that's not coming if, if given a chance Right, um, but it's nice to see them just kind of those nice little high stories in, in the midst of uh, whatever else is going on. So, unless you got something else to say, we can kind of push it along. Yep. Oh, also, talk, talk. Just go look it up. It's a group
0: <laughs> I, <don't>, uh, <laughs> I didn't look it up, but now after this, I'll probably just punch it into Spotify and see what's up.
1: Yeah, because because there, there's a reference made in the book, which what kind of was uh, Agent Seventy was alluding to that uh, Felicia would probably. Be be a little young to to make at least at this point like we know she's been around since the 80s but you know that's uh, again that whole Marvel sliding scale thing so I guess since we're in that neighborhood that friendly neighborhood uh you want to hit amazing? sure amazing Spider-Man number 27 excuse me not 27 we're we're past that point (laughs) So hey, guess what? Twenty nine and nine didn't go anywhere, as far as I know, as far as I'm concerned. But I was reading that uh that first page, uh, you know, that kind of recap stuff and I'm feeling like this made a slightly bigger deal of, of twenty nine and nine than than I think it well, actually I shouldn't say bigger deal, but I don't know. It, it made something of it that didn't seem like it could have. But regardless, after all of that said and done, uh Peach basically got to a point to where hey the um the thing that's happening in his book specifically is over and done with, and getting him getting back to some normalcy such as it is in his life, but also deciding is like hey you know what I need to give some i keep you know because of because of things in my one part of my life i need I have to devote time to I need to try to do something to get the time back so he can spend with other people what the, the people that he always um you know flakes out on basically so he basically does so he basically tries to um as i said tries to shortcut his life by using that invention in in clairvoyant uh invention that his uh co-classmate made that he ended up using a good bit of you did finally read um that last issue right i'm assuming Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so after the the events of all of that which you know Peter trying to trying to shortcut his life you know how that always works out
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but apparently so far it's it seems like he's been kind of using it to his advantage right now but again it's as tense and things to happen is gonna come back on him probably yeah um, and on the other side of this we get uh, J. Jonah one J. Jonah Jameson getting propositioned uh, and schooled in the ways of uh, well not necessarily schooled but he's he and a former coworker gets uh, gets to talking to about his legacy uh, such as as is in journalism you know in this new age, and, and trying to bring i guess bring him into this new age or something. i'm not sure what's exactly the deal she was she was um uh, bringing up did you remember that person
0: yeah nora winters yeah like i was like i know that name but yeah uh, one of the minor it's one of the minor reporters that came out of uh, the bugle right. But it was like, oh yeah, I, I feel like I
1: remember his name. I just didn't go back and listen to it yet. Uh, yeah,
0: it's not one on. of the yeah, it's not one of the big big characters, but yeah. it's definitely someone who's been around. I think it was, I would say '90s and and later.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah, but basically someone who's who's that was JJ J before and you know ended up going on to other things. There was a weird Supergirl vibe, like the TV show Supergirl vibe, and and I guess what's going on in Superman too, because you know how they said uh, Clark. Went into basically, I think he left the planet and started a, a website where he's reporting at one time, or somebody did in that universe. Okay, and I can't remember if he went along with it or not. Um, because all I don't know, is I keep seeing them at the planet, so that must not have happened, or something happened. I don't know. Regardless, there was, it felt like there was some shades that
0: <laughs> in this one. Yeah, I would just add a couple of notes about this issue. Um mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Otley's art. Uh, benefits from having more time to work on it, thanks to Patrick Gleason coming onto the book to share art duties. Um, Nick Spencer is still writing the book, uh, of yes. course. Um, you know, I'm not really a fan of Otley's art, but there I'm are backgrounds in the panels. Yeah. Um also mentioned that uh, Kindred is back. Yes. Caterpillar Man, As and I call, him, I call him Doc Caterpillar. Right. And that character brings back a blast from the past. And I'm just going to ring the spoiler bell here because it was the cliffhanger page at the end of the issue. Right. So spoiler bell coming.
1: I literally called out this person's name out loud. I'm like Sin Eater. Yeah,
0: for real. Really? I did the same. I'm like, all right, that's a that's a deep cut. So, Well, not even a deep cut, but just so something that you didn't expect at all. Well, you know, and, they're coming from a famous story, so it's not as deep as Talk Talk. But
1: I mean, yeah. I agree. You're right. You're right on that. But i just. But as, as far as let's put it this way, as far as as long as it's been since this character has seen any any pages in this book, one and right. two, you know, given Marvel's propensity lately to kind of be pulling from old material left and right, it's still is a deeper cut. But you are right. It is a. It is a. It is a. Is a character from a famous uh story. Yeah, it's a pretty famous but at story. the same time, that storyline is a storyline that not a lot of younger readers would probably know that much about.
0: Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Because it doesn't involve a symbiote.
1: So Right, which most stories have, so um, but yeah, so we will see what happens with that um going forward. And hopefully finally we'll get to see what the hell's going on with, with Kendra, aka Doc Caterpillar or whatever the heck sure um i was gonna was something i was gonna mention oh just real quick there was that um you know pd was swinging along and talking about um using this tech you know and he he decided to ask some of his friends one of which being black cat and the, the 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 panel pages everybody he asked i'm feeling like like okay i see some of the people like he you know tony and carol because because uh, Secret uh, Civil War Two was referenced earlier in the book, right? And I believe we, we you and I, both talked about that uh, when this first came up. And it was like, wait, did they? Did he not learn anything from this? Which apparently it's not, because he's still planning on doing this thing. But either way, he ends up asking Tony, Carol, uh, uh, Reed, for some stupid reason, man thing, which the one that made me laugh. Which I kind of get in a certain way, but at the same time, like I he,
2: get it. Yeah. But
0: I don't know what kind of answer you're expecting.
1: Exactly. I was like, he's not going to he's, answer he's the,
0: you. Yeah, he's the caretaker of the nexus of all realities, right. so that I understand.
1: Right. Yeah, I was like, I get that you, you would have had better luck um, finding Howard the Duck and, and asking him. But, you know.
0: I got a kick out of Daredevil's answer. I was like, yeah. okay, Daredevil. Yeah,
1: I know. It's like, wow, bitter much, huh? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which also brings a question, like, well, wait so does this mean he's
0: back in he's course. back in costume yeah, yeah. exactly that was a little tough
1: i'm like that's kind of weird but at the same time and of course captain america was one of them so which gave you know so, so that whole that whole page was kind of kind of amusing in itself um and actually I, there is something else that i think gets referenced in here um or it gets referenced in another book that shows up here that i think we can go ahead and talk about next if you want to Okay, and that would be Amazing Mary Jane number 4 alright because in the pages of uh, Amazing Spidey uh, uh, Peter does all this other stuff to kind of you know gets all of his, uh, his, uh, his spiding out of the way as it were so that he can get ready to go on this video date with Mary Jane and I believe that same date was referenced in uh, Amazing Mary Jane in a panel
0: even if it's not it's just a a clear reference to what Mary Jane is up to in this limited series that is also true but I believe I I dare say that there
1: was something because I remember because I read Mary Jane first before I read amazing and I do I feel like I remember her talking to Peter matter of fact yes because she was talking to Peter while she was in the costume who matter of fact hey we can go ahead and say she wore it better um (laughs) uh talking to peter about a date you know coming up and i believe this was it if it wasn't that's just
0: you know great timing regardless of whether no, it was a, i was about to say it had to be a different one are you sure yeah it's a different one because he's in a lab not at home falling asleep
1: well no 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 no. but what i'm saying is they were setting up the date in Mary jane and the date happened in a- oh it's amazing i see right so that's what I'm saying. The date that she was referencing in, you know, in Amazing might have been this one that he did. Yeah, which that yeah that was the part we didn't get to in Amazing. But what it is, what, it is, what it is. But as far as Mary Jane is concerned, she's basically given her more roles to this movie
0: <laughs> than well, she's what she's trying she, to hold it together. Right? She's definitely yes. trying to hold it together to the end.
1: Yes. God bless her. Um... And, and and that role is the because so because of all of the shenanigans going on with the the savage syndicate and every, and all the other movie problems, the production problems that they've been having on the movie, uh, the the main character who was playing Spider Man quit. They only had one more scene to go, and Mary James was like I'll do it, which you yeah, kind of makes sense. She wouldn't you know not unbeknownst to you know most other people all around there, she would know Spider Man more than anybody so i'm like
0: i guess they couldn't afford stunt people that's what that was the other thing that that, yeah, that was the thing that popped mind. into my mind like yeah, well, they, you uh, know, it's, a, it's a masked scene so why not just have a stunt
1: person do it well there was that but since she did all oh, but but i'm thinking like well she she's offered and I, I agree with you i did think about that too because why, why did he not mention that but since they were on limited budget anyway and right you know, it was what this this joker-esque type movie was gonna have that much on on stunts? But I do like that part where um, where Mysterio is kind of coaching her on how to fight, on on how to fight the villains because he knows right. he's been trounced by by Spidey. So he I guess he does have a, a fairly decent knowledge of how Spidey's supposed to fight, and apparently Mary Jane is limber enough and and you know coordinated enough to actually do the moves, or to do right. such moves. So it's kind of sort of works out uh, but on the other side of the, the coin you have the savage six, six kind of you know trying to mess up the movie on the other end by using some let's say well worn Hollywood tactics you know throwing out rumors uh, and such like that sicking th- the paparazzi well they weren't sticking the paparazzi on but since the paparazzi was already kind of there helping the paparazzi out trying to find the movie set so they can go trash it again you know, and X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of there was a there was this um I think this is four or five <gasps> correct. I'm sorry. This is
0: four or five, right? Like, yeah, there's I believe one more issue in this limited series.
1: Right. So this next issue is going to be the end of it. So who's to say? I mean, we're I guess we can safely assume that whatever happens is going to play back into Amazing uh, in the next month or two given the whole gist of this thing was that um, Kindred set up basically supposedly wait Kindred was the one that set up the movie in the first place correct? With Mysterio. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So and it just so happened that this kind of came out of it and you know like I said there's been no Kindred's well as far as I remember there was no Kindred's sightings. but regardless it's probably going to feed back into Right. Not in this book. Right. Um, it's going to feed back into amazing I guess after the after this next issue so but it's been fun and I've been enjoying it so um, whatever happens with this next one you know, dis- despite this been kind of the, the plot has been kind of you know, just centered around this movie and not necessarily Mary Jane herself or at least her dealings with this movie I should say but not, you know, directly on her so but yeah, it's, it's been a, a pretty good book um, cool Oh, uh, well, never mind. That's because I was going to say that Master Matrix part was kind of weird to me, but I didn't read Spider-Man Deadpool, so it doesn't. It's its irrelevant. So, uh,
0: right. but then did... just be in the Spidey corner uh, of, of the of the Marvel Universe and just do the Miles Morales, the end number one. Yeah,
1: I was thinking about that. So, yeah, we're going to round that out. Um, Miles Morales, the end number one. What would you think?
0: It was Interesting. You know, it's one of those, the end books, so obviously we were actually getting to the final story of the character.
1: Right. Yeah, we don't necessarily have a... Well, see, here's the weird thing about those end books, because obviously it's 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 fur a good bit ways into the future, but is it past 2099? It's hard to
0: say. Exactly. But the point is, it's it's supposed to be the last story of the character, so we don't know. It's something that's just sort of out there. Um, it's sort of told. I don't. I don't completely understand the point of the stories. Uh, yeah. I never have. Yeah, same. But you know, it's just a. It, it's a concept that I think has taken hold, and people are running with it.
1: And I feel and like it, though, some of those stories have probably slid slide, slid and slide, Is it slid, slid. Yes, because. Well, at least the older ones, anyway, because I feel like there's been developments with certain characters that would circumvent uh, some folks as the end character. But then again, of I don't remember all of the one, all of the the books that they had previously.
0: Right. Well, uh, this issue is written by Saladin Ahmed, uh, the regular writer of the Miles Morales book, and art is by Damian Scott. Yep. And it is definitely a Damian Scott book. I
1: was going to say the same thing because that artwork was was. I dare say busy, but at the same time there is a like graffiti like tone to it, and the colors. Yeah, got, that um, is
0: his style. Yeah, that is absolutely his style. Uh, for uh, those of you who have not uh, yet been introduced to Damian Scar- Scott's uh, artwork, it's definitely something to take in. Uh, it's not something that you want to flip past right away. You actually right. want to see. Um, you want. You actually want to uh absorb and just uh look at the details that he's putting into the page because while I wouldn't say it's busy some people would say it's busy I don't think it's busy as much as it is intricate as much as it is uh detailed but in a different style than maybe what we're used to seeing
1: um eh, sure uh, excuse me I'll, I'll go with that but I mean busy and say there's a lot going on in the line work and whatnot, but yeah, intricate is still another word that you could say to it. And the colors by, um, oh shoot, the, um, who's done the color? Dono, what is it? Dono statement? statin
0: Uh, hold on, I'm trying to pull it up. You gotta look at the credits page.
1: Yeah, I had his name, I should have should have wrote it down. Um, pardon me? This is Sanchez Amara yeah. Okay. Um, let me should make sure I got the name right.
0: Yeah, Dono Sanchez Almara. Yes. I've, I
1: can't remember. I know who I've placed their, that color work before and some, their color and something else, but I don't remember who, what. Regardless, it was some good stuff. It's just that, like I said, it's, you know, on first glance, it's like, okay, it looks to be a good bit. It is definitely intricate and it is, it's definitely it's good stuff. We're not saying that it's bad because it's definitely not. Like The only, the the thing that was kind of funny to me is like, um, why does Miles look like Ossie Davis? Ah, um, to which that's is a reference. It was a reference not too many people young folks are gonna get um and uh yeah the 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 timeline of this was kind of like weird like we don't know when necessarily it is, and and especially since twenty nine nine being you know brought back on us again, it was like well, when in this does this, this place and if it does take place in relation to you know uh, what's
0: what's been going on there, or what we know of the future, what we "quote unquote" know of the future, right? I mean, just in a just to encapsulate the story, um, it seems that uh, some sort of disaster or plague has befallen the U.S. Right, some sort of and, or something, right? And uh, Brooklyn, shout out to Brooklyn, has become a bastion of safety and hope, and uh, Miles is tasked with uh, defending it. Um, there are pockets of uh, of, um, of of safety around the uh, around the country, including somewhere in, around Jersey City, where we find out that Miss Marvel is right, and, or Kamala Khan is. Which I found out, because I don't know if you did
1: the same thing, but um, going into that part where they go to try to help out Jersey, I was like, okay, well, wait, where is Kamala? Why is she she not showing up? But she is, She does get referenced uh, in right. this in this book. And even, especially, a matter of fact, um, they would go so far. And thank you, Saladin Ahmed, and um, and uh, through the character of uh, Maxine Lee, aka gaki's daughter, mm-hmm. um, says the line that I totally agree with. In that, well, you and her should have been basically basically saying that you and her should have been together. Like I have been, like I have shipped for a good minute, but, mm. you know and i somebody had to say it and i appreciate that character and through through southern for saying that regardless of if it will ever happen because you know he doesn't have, definitely does not have that going on in um <laughs> in 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 either one of his books that he's writing and that being miles and, and kamala All Right. um but yeah so this is basically a one and done in that you know the Miles is defending the city, or hit the town, rather, and, you know, something happens to where the town gets breached by a... It's not a town. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> Look, I know you know. It's a borough. I got it. Sure.
2: Now, sleep
1: The place where you dwell. Um, shout out to um, Gangstar and, and and Indiegable Planets.
0: Um, that's funny, but no, but at the end of the day, uh, there are apparently, uh, rogue groups, um, who are looking to, uh, breach these, uh, safe havens. And one one of them is led by some dork who's dressed up as a wannabe Captain America. And I was wondering what you were going to think about that. And Miles is just like, Hey man, step off because that's too much. You know, like that's right. He was like, I know this dude and you're not that dude, basically. So but so. uh, but in, but in any event, you know we we do you know without spoiling too much, uh, it is in the title after all. We do get the end, so of uh, of miles story. But it's a you know it, it's a it's an it, it's a good one and done story. Yeah, I it has it. a lot of possible a, a lot of possible futures that could still be explored in the book. Sure.
1: Sh- Sure. I mean, yeah. I've, I think they titled those D N books as the well. They never said definitive, but they basically. I I feel like for the for the Prime Six One Six universe, that this is this that's supposedly it. Which again goes back to what I said earlier about like feel like some of the older ones kind of step on that, and as you just said, you know that's doesn't necessarily you know things can, can happen to where that. Can circumvent it but right. um i can't remember what's coming which one's coming up next um i know there's like a there's like one or two of them more that are coming in the, in the coming weeks and i can't remember whose they are um and in relation to the old the end ones i suppose those are still those are still played the way they are because they're not doing anybody any they're not redoing any of those older ones that i know of right, right. um but yeah so if you want a nice um you know see how so i don't know so i am gonna say real quick about this was like i don't know i it was a good story like miles went out i guess in the kind of the most miles way he could but it also felt like really that's it i don't know and I, I don't know what else would i be expecting from that like he you know he, right but at the same time it was like i don't know i feel like it it could have gone out a little bit more than that. But at the same time, I could probably say that about anything in, in any of these folks, you know? So, but regardless, it doesn't, that doesn't mean that it wasn't a good story, you know, and it didn't serve its purpose, whatever that may be. Uh, that being the case, um, you want to pull out one, maybe one more before we go rapid.
0: Uh, immortal Hawk.
1: Oh, sure. Okay. We have Mortal Hulk number 29. It's a, a favorite of ours here in these here, Comic Book Chronicle Streets.
0: Right. I know that PCN underscore dirt is still endeavoring to catch up every time a new one comes out. He's, you know, just falling a little bit further behind. So, but uh, essentially this issue is uh, set up around the fact that Roxon and the Minotaur and Dario Agar are getting ready to make a move, a counter move against the Immortal Hulk, and they essentially set a trap uh, uh, for him. And uh, looking for, it's a trap. thank you, Admiral Akbar, <laughs> and um, and the trap is set with bio-engineered monsters that are appropriately named, trying to force the Hulk, the Immortal Hulk, into action during the day.
1: Mm-hmm. To which he knows he recognizes this and still goes into it. But um... so yeah, those I I I would dare say the names of those monsters are not in this. Necess- there are I would say close to the nose, not necessarily on the nose, but maybe with the exception of one. But you know the the code names for for those said not monsters. Like okay, we get the inspirations here, but like we'll see what's gonna come out of them. So, um, I mean. Yeah, there's that. I mean, the only other thing is we find out a little bit more about the
0: fact that the Hulk can come out during the daytime-ish. Right. Uh, Apparently, that's still an evolving trait mm -hmm. uh, that Samson and Betty Ross were discussing uh, in Shadow Base uh, just prior to the Hulk getting... uh, uh, before uh, Roxxon sprung the trap. But um, I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Joe Bennett and obviously being... uh, being sick at home today i had a chance to actually google joe bennett and that is not his name um he is from brazil and it has and he and it's a much more portuguese sounding name oh so Um, he probably anglicized his name yeah he definitely anglicized his name it's benedito uh benedito jose Nascimento. oh cool from belém para brazil
1: Okay, cool. That's so, actually that's cool. I did not know that of myself. So that's, that's kind of dope. He's
0: been in the game for years, right. and I had no idea, and I would never bothered to Google the fellow. So, um, so it was.
1: If you had run up on him at a con, you'd have been like, "Wait a minute."
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, not even that, but yeah, definitely asking his background.
1: Right, considering well, I'm just saying if he if he has a if he's out a con he still has a deep enough accent or an an accent enough to where would lead you to question it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: but phenomenal art by him on this. The monsters look great as always.
1: Um, that was a, the the part. Speaking of Samson and Betty, that was kind of curious. So uh, at the end of the conversation, Bruce walks kind of walks by to talk to to Samson and Betty just have, happens to change you know i'm like i was like that was kind of strange but at the same time i guess she still kind of has some sort of animosity towards bruce right but at the same time uh her as the harpy later on talking to hulk was kind of expressing some concern such as the word so i was like well okay well what's 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 that about you know so, but I, I assume that's, you know, this is Al Ewing we're talking about. I assume that's going to come back up at some point. Right. Soon, So, so I guess we'll wait and see how that goes. But uh, that was a hog, Like I said, I can a continual favorite of, of ours here at the, the Comic Book Chronicles.
0: Right. And we're invested in the book. So, we are definitely on board for the long game that Al Ewing is playing. Safe to say. Safe to say. You know, it. this is definitely... I don't think it's necessarily new reader friendly. I think this is a book though, that is getting lots of attention and getting lots of reprint action in trade paperbacks. So this mm-hmm. is something that you want to go back and find on Comicsology on marvel.com, you know, through Marvel unlimited or through trade paperbacks at your local comic book store um, to, uh, to, to get caught up on because we are now pretty deep into the story. We're 29 going on 30 issues in. And um, you know, it's definitely worth catching up on. Right.
1: Um, You know, one last book before we hit wrap it because I feel like we don't want to give, I think you and I feel a similar about this one that we can talk about at least for a minute. Uh, New New Mutants number five. Sure. It's New Mutants in space. We are finally back to, or finally, it's only been two issues, but we're back to the the core group of New Mutants, and the, the old crew, uh, my uh, plus OG. two, yeah, um, that are out in space, and uh, now they are on a mission for the Shi'ar Empire, bringing Deathbird back in, back to Shi'ar space to help uh, raise the the young, the 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 young chickadee. <laughs> I shouldn't say that like that, but um. Because um, I can't remember the girl's name, I want to call her Lelandra so badly, and that's not her name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Xandra or something like that. But again, regardless, the heir to the throne of the Shi'ar Empire—that um, she has, that she was going to be tasked to uh, bring up to speed uh, and counsel—but as we find out in this issue, and probably as you, you might suspect. Uh there are folks if they found out that she was going to be back would not have uh would not be down with that. Right? right. So giving you no, know, Deathbird's history. One of which happens to be on the council, uh the, the one counseling Gladiator, who we found out is a, a traitor. Or or it could be a traitor, but apparently she's I I suspect her motivations will be um will come out in the next few issues, and probably maybe be the thing that leads the... Because um, we know... Um, a bunch of folks are going to be back on Earth's door... Um, relatively soon, coming out of this book. Right. Uh, especially, I, and I assume leading up to that Empire event uh, in April, so maybe whatever's... Uh, some of that is going to bear out, you know, being the catalyst here. But regardless... Um, so, you know, our crew's been tasked to to uh, shepherd Deathbird back to Shiar Space, but they've been set upon by uh, Death Squad and not the one by
0: uh, Eric Sermon and them. Um, yeah, it's surprisingly, it is a possible traitor in the Imperial Guard that sets the Shiar Death Commandos on this group, uh, on the New Mutants and Deathbird. Mm hmm
1: almost makes you want to say Death troopers but that's a whole other situation
0: <laughs> right
1: so yeah so needless to say there is a um, there's a fight ensuing to which our crew handles in new and in, in new mutant fan uh, you know in the, the most new mutant way possible you can say sure. it was it was pretty cool I enjoyed all of that and of course you have our other um, the other uh new mutants that are with them Mondo and Ch- um shelter I believe. Chamber. Chamber, excuse me. I keep I always keep doing that. Um either way, they're they're
0: they're 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 non plus or they're they they're, are derelict in their duties. Basically and, and they they are worthless at this point. Um right. We'll see what happens in the next issue. I just wanted to also add that we get a return of Roberto DaCosta Costa to his yes, classic, um, his classic bravado, right? To his classic uh, hit on the hot supervillain of the weekdays.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, and even his personality at large, because in at at large being apropos, you know, given Berto. Uh, but we, we we will talk about another version of him in, uh, uh, later on in the news. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I, I've been enjoying, you know, especially when he's doing the... He's now doing the, the narration for the book, you know, in classic brodo style. Um, and also hitting on Deathbird, which, you know, hey, I, I dare say who can blame him, but at the same time, like, you should know better, dude. <laughs> so, while all
0: this other stuff going on, so that just makes for some um, pretty amusing sure. stuff. I just wanted to... Right, I just wanted to add that... Uh, this issue is written by Jonathan Hickman with mm-hmm. art by Rod Rice, and it's it's great great work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Hickman is hitting on all cylinders in this issue. It's uh, it's telling that he is, I guess, dedicating himself to these space issues in the early run of uh, New Mutants. Whereas I think it's Duggan who's doing the other the other story.
1: That's correct. Yeah, because I think it's, it's it's Hickman's book, period. But yeah, because they, uh, because he took that those, those couple of other pages, other other um, other two issues, or maybe he's he and Duggan's Doug tag teaming it, and he's you know, uh, Duggan's doing like fill in or not fill in, but he's doing.
0: Yeah, he's just doing the other stories. Like I guess I guess maybe they split the roster. You right. know, the the younger mutants uh, into groups, so uh, it looks like maybe Hickman's got the OG... New Mutants and uh, Duggan's got the rest and, you know, and their hijinks. So I uh, just wanted to mention that uh, hmm. this week, I guess it was Tuesday or Wednesday when this Hang book on. came uh, out. Oh. It was
1: Brisson, not not Duggan.
0: Oh, Brisson. Sorry. So uh, just wanted to mention that uh, Hickman tweeted something out about having only gotten the script having gotten the scripts of rod rice very late and he churned out this entire issue in two days and according to roddy cap people clap back and as they well, want they're to be. i don't
1: know about clap back to him but they definitely had some words about it as as you know i don't know i don't remember seeing anybody going directly to him about it but there was basically some talk about well wouldn't it be nice for artists to get paid for doing stuff early you know basically artists paying for you know being paid where they do for you know rush jobs or doing stuff in you know in x amount of time and that kind of so basically it was about artist pay. I don't know if any of that
0: reached him,
1: but and it turned it
0: in, right year. and it turned out that Jonathan Hickman was just joking so, so
1: whether that was actually the case or you know uh going back on it, which I don't know i don't i don't I have no reason to believe that Hickman you know would be like "Ah, i'm joking when he actually wasn't you know so who knows and you know some things we'll never know about it he's he's a an interesting cat let's say yep (laughs) so um that being said yeah you know sometimes you get you gotta take a step back before you um you know before you um one bring up stuff and two before you react to things i guess um I mean now don't get me wrong the re- some of the reactions are valid if he was not joking it, but if he was joking you know then you know it it didn't land it the way he possibly wanted it to or you know as we were talking earlier it's, you know there are there's a lot of sensitivity out on social media also but there's also a lot of you know like there's also a lot of issues that Sure you know that could have been a real thing and could have been a real serious issue, which is kind of is an issue where art is concerned, because sometimes artists get short shrift uh a lot of times, so that could have very well have been something that was a real deal and just and you know kick kind of coming from it from one way, but since he said it was joking, then I guess it is what it is I don't know i said we won't we won't really know we don't really know um but anyway, that is new mutants number five. And I will say that even if, if it was the case that, that he did do this in two days, that's some hell of good work. Yep. So, and hopefully he does get, he would get compensated for such if that were the case. So we're going to run headlong before um, and 70 coughs up a lung into rapid fire. if the jay-z song fit this could have been perfect it would be like cough up a lung, where you're from huh. but it's marcy instead of brooklyn so sorry you want to go ahead and do yours or you you uh, you sure i'll
0: run through i think we've got some the
1: thing you have pretty much got yeah you pretty much will take care of the rest of mine
0: right uh arrow number seven it's a slow developing plot that really hinders what seems like a good, solid opening story for this character. Um, actually, we're past the opening story, but it yeah. seems like we're still in it.
1: Yeah, see, so that's the weird thing about it, because it feels like there's, there's a weird time jump or something going on, because it's like every time she feels like she's going forward, every time this character comes back, it feels like it takes a step back in time or something, even though that may not be the case. But the, the, it just feels like there's a time jump there that's, that's not there or something. It's weird. So... Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. It's like, okay, so are we gonna get some Ford project? This is a person she's met before. And like, we've right. it's
0: already been established, but why are you talking like they just met or something? Right, it's just moving very slowly, mm-hmm. and it it's, it makes it tough because we see her in the various Agents of Atlas titles, and we're going to see her in Atlantis Attacks. Right. So it just makes following the story tough, but it's still a lot of fun to look at. So. I Guess that's a small consolation,
1: and it's a pretty quick cool read, too. So, you know, I mean, say what you will about that. Like, the yeah, the art is gorgeous, the, the it's a right. pretty quick read. The story could be engaging, it's just that if it, if it didn't keep going like back and forth,
0: right? The adaptation now is uh, I believe Amy Chu is Correct. dealing with the adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, uh, the book has been handed off from Greg Pak to Amy Chu, mm-hmm. so. So there's that. Um next up is Ghost Rider number four. Uh Danny Ketch finds a new identity, care of Belasco and Limbo. I wonder what magic, aka Ileana Rasputin, has to say about this. So and we...
1: Yeah, oh, so God. we well, I was gonna just mention, sorry, I was just gonna admit we did have some we kinda alluded to this in some news like probably a week or two ago, and this is basically what what the end result of that was.
0: And just to finish up, uh, we finally see Mephisto actually getting broken out of his prison in Vegas by Johnny Blaze. So, we still don't know how this interacts with all the other stuff that's been happening in the Marvel Universe with appearances by Mephisto. Right. But now he has been broken out officially.
1: So whether so everything so everything where we see him other, uh, other times is after this point, or... maybe we don't know. Yeah, so like we don't know what's going on. Or that other stuff was like, no, nah, he was still in jail. It's just that whatever,
0: whatever. Who knows? Yeah. We'll find Big out fat baby. It. So uh, next up is Ghost Spider number six. Um, it's a new story that starts with Earth-65's version of uh, the Storm siblings, uh, Johnny and Sue. Uh, it is fun to see Gwen live a dimension hopping life with her bandmates and work with her father to stop a bank robbery all out in the open with no worry about her secret identity. It's really an interesting take on the Spider Man story with some really important twists. Um, we both read Magnificent Miss Marvel number eleven. Yep. Uh, Kamala takes on Storm Ranger and it doesn't go well. Um, and I would add, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have stuff to add to this, but that was a very scary alternate face that she put on.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I basically just said, yes, it's a, it's a straight up anime voice, but I mean, excuse me, an anime face because, and it kind of, it, so people of, of the anime kind made know of um, One Piece uh, the The anime, okay, also manga, uh, where the main character has a similar power uh, to Kamala, and some of this issue kind of made me, kind of made me put me in mind of that, including that face she makes. That is kind of some of the faces that, that would have been in in Luffy's world. So that was kind of funny to me. But yeah, that was that was a weird uh, that was a weird face that she put on and yeah, Storm Ranger being her her suit, her not symbiote suit uh, that has now come along actually we can now liken it more to Terminor, Terminator I guess than symbiote but it is still a symbiotic type of, uh, of a beginning for it because it, there are protocols that it enacts thanks to uh, going after uh, Mr. Hyde and whoever else and uh, I guess in gaining a also to where it's um, takes a mind and, and spirit of its own. So we will, see, and we also had news about that last week, which we talked about, which I guess we'll, we're starting to see the shades of from this issue. And uh, as Agent uh, Seven would say, yeah, the, the fight didn't go well for Miss Marvel. Hopefully, we'll see what happens next issue.
0: All right, I think that wraps up the books that we have in common this week. Correct. That is it. Yes. Okay. So, uh, last up on the last home stretch of my books for the week, we have uh, The Clock, number one. This is an image book by, uh, just give me a moment. It's by Matt Hawkins. And on art is Colleen Duran of Flight. Fame and colorist Brian Valenza. Uh, The premise is really interesting. Um, The story revolves around a virus that spreads a cancer, or at least infects people that are predisposed to having cancer, um, and that cancer metastasizes and kills in months and is basically impervious to treatment, and the hunt is on to figure out what is going on. And for anyone who's read anything by Matt Hawkins, there is plenty of research involved with the the premise of the story and at the end of the book we also get um some of uh, a snippet of some of the research involved with uh the concept of the book and the ideas behind it uh the book actually ends on a pretty interesting cliffhanger uh because something that we thought we saw or that thought that we learned about in this issue ter- may turn out to be not the case and uh Overall, it's a pretty interesting concept. That's really um, that's really what I got from this, and it will bring me back for a second issue. Last but not least, X-Force number five. This is a potential click of the week for me. It's a shame that uh, Roddy Cat did not get a chance to read this, so I will not spoil it. I will just go in very broad strokes. Just based on the cover, you can see that... Um, Dustin Weaver seems to have a soft spot for Forge's look uh, right around the time that Jim Lee was still on the book when he designed this particular uniform for Forge when all the X-Men were running around in the classic blue and yellow uniforms. <laughs> um, so this pretty uh, much
1: more solidifies um, Forge as basically a Q branch, correct? Because
0: without getting into of- deep... Kind of, yeah, he's definitely in the armory, he's definitely uh, uh, providing weapons to X-Force and I guess any of the other uh, characters who are gun-toters, and he's integrating Krakoan technology and organic technology into his designs. Um, without spoiling too much, uh, we do get a resolution to what happened at the end, at the to the cliffhanger ending at the end of the last issue, Um Benjamin Percy's story is just filled with lots of great moments. There are just moments involved left and right. You can definitely tell and I appreciate this and you know it's just obvious the older we get and, and 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 the closer in age that we get to some of the creators who are working on these books that they have soft spots for some of the same runs or parts of the runs on some of these books that we do and i definitely can tell that there are sections of uncanny x-men that i believe benjamin percy has very very has a lot of fondness for that i recognize coming uh, across in this book so it was a lot of fun to read again the kasara art it's it's reminiscent of jerome peña right which is a good thing But it's definitely his own style, and it's just a lot of fun to look at. Lots of great storytelling involved, uh, a little bit of gore, but definitely lots of just phenomenal looking art. So I give him lots of props for this. But Ben Percy's story is hitting, is definitely hitting on all cylinders, and I'm looking forward to the next issue.
1: Cool. Uh, Well, that being the case, we will go into Clicks of the Week because you've done all of the books that I, that, uh, what I've had. Clicks of the week. And we start off with the clicks from the folks who are not here tonight. Uh, Dirt's pick is Butcher of Paris number two. Um, Which I probably should have kept that page up. But basically, I guess reading from whatever uh, it says, in Nazi-occupied Paris, the death toll mounts, but the the killer's motives and world of routes remain unknown the investigation uncovers a name, a doctor whose skill and expertise match that of so basically you can get what you can from that book because he didn't really send us any notes on it Um, and for Tim is Young Justice number 12 uh, which I had not had a chance to read yet but skimming through the first couple of pages it looks like uh, the the crew finally got themselves back on eight, uh, on Earth and they're at the Hall of Justice and apparently another um, Wonder Comics uh, um, um, group or uh, set of twins. Let's say the the Wonder Twins. Uh, I guess meet up with the Young know, Justice crew and some things happen like I said I hadn't really read it so just skimmed through it and I don't like the cover because well actually I'll tell you what: the cover's dope but it's like there's somebody on there who they got scrunched in the corner as opposed to the other people in the book but that's another or there um, like I said I'm kind of behind on this book because I there's some pre-reading I need to do from, and I didn't read last issue because of that so right um, but hopefully I will be catching on to it because I have been enjoying Young Justice. So, despite who's writing it.
2: <laughs> ah.
1: Um, so that being the case. Do you have yours? Um, I'm, I'm thinking Pop. No. No, I don't.
0: I, think I'm gonna I, I know
1: go what I'm with, leaning towards, but it's like, even out of those two, it's like... I
0: only have, right, I only have two candidates. One of them is X-Force, number mm-hmm. five, which was great. Um, and the other is Black Cat, number eight. And I think I'm going to go with Black Cat, number eight, as my click of the week. I just had a lot of fun reading it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of great character interactions.
1: I'd agree with that. Yeah, Black Cat um, is also one of the ones for me. The other one being New Mutants, number five. All right. Um, because that that whole thing was 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 pretty much love. Um, also, uh we see you, Hickman, Sega, Devo. We see you. We see what you're
0: doing. You, you, you you're not slick. Um. I don't know that right. I don't Apologies there. to uh, Ed Brisson for uh, constantly misremembering the fact that he is the co-writer on New Mutants.
1: Right, because Duggan's doing Marauders, and I think he right. have another. He may also have another book. So it's not, you know, there are a couple of people on some of these books. Kind of, you know, it's 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 a easy mistake, not one we try to make, but it is one that can happen. Um, so that being the case, you know what? I'm going to go with New Mutants. So you already got um Black Cat covered. I did. I did absolutely enjoy um Black Cat for 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 everything that book is about or that issue was about. Um, but yeah, uh, New Year's number five for me. Sounds good. And with that, we are going to go into the news. But first,
0: an ad read. Our first ad read of the night is for Funko Fun at First Sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise such as custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, Go to our network website at cspn.us, that's cspn.us, and then click on the keep our podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the funco link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funco through cspn.us. Do it today. Now it's time for the news
1: and we start off as we do every week with the cinematic news uh starting off doctor who writes out torchwood and unit with one single line which if you like me have watched a good bit of doctor who and know who both those groups are that's kind of crazy um well guess maybe maybe not i am not up on current uh, who unfortunately so that's uh, i haven't been able to see last season or this this one coming up because i don't have the appropriate channel sadly but apparently um yes in whatever episode this was um it sounds like uh unit and torchwood uh folks have been reassigned which means that they no longer exist in the 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 whoverse um so no more jack hockness i guess unless he shows up no more brigadier alistair uh um i can't remember his last name but regardless those names will, will will ring a bell to some folks uh Uh, uh, who know about Doctor Who and now I really want to catch up with this to see what they said so uh, or specifically what caused that to happen so
0: anyway moving right along alright next up apparently um the rise of Skywalker may have made a major extended universe not canon character now canon um This is a quick refresher. Uh, when Disney bought Lucasfilm back in 2012, they basically said, screw you guys, the, all that EU stuff doesn't count. Yep. But now Both they are the video slowly games incorporating. Right. I was going to say they are now incorpor- slowly incorporating, uh, picking and choosing the stuff that they like into the new canon.
1: Uh, which and what, I will go ahead and put out a plea to the Disney group. Uh, <laughs> make the, the Jindy Kototowski Clone Wars canon, god darn it.
0: Because
1: <laughs> it makes so much sense. It introduces freaking Grievous and Asajj Ventress, who show up in the other Clone Wars and have no kind of introduction.
0: Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but, but, um, but it's
1: kind of been sli- slided out of canon, sort of. But anyway, in this case... um.
0: Go ahead. I was just going to add that uh, this character, Dash Rendar, who I am not familiar with, but my understanding is that he looks a lot like Cable, and he covers a lot of the stories that uh, were happening, that were being published about the time between uh, Empire and Jedi uh, in the 90s. Um, you know, he's also part of a video game. My, that's, that's my understanding.
1: Correct. So, So Shadows of the Empire, for those who are up on EU canon... This is where Dash Rendar... Which, if you know Dash Rendard And you are up on any kind of EU can, canon... You know who in the world this is. But, yes, yeah, So, Shadows of the Empire is where um, uh, Dash Rendar came from... Both, I believe, the book and the game, video game at the time. And I believe there was a couple of other... It might have shown up in a couple of other video games. Maybe Shadows of the Empire was it. Yeah. I think Shadows of the Empire might have been it. Because there was, there was been a couple of other characters in the other video games... Um, uh, that have shown that that have that are still not canon, but apparently this one is. And according to, uh, to, but I guess we should go into how and this might be the case. Um, and actually, I'm not entirely sure because it's basically. Excuse me. Oh yeah, Thrawn also another EU character that's been brought back into uh, actual canon because it's because he's shown up because book. it's in Rebels, right?
0: Right. Which I'm almost to that point. But uh, I would just add that uh, what we see is his ship apparently shows up in the vast armada right. at the end of the movie. So if you haven't yet listened to – if you haven't let, yet watched Rise of Skywalker or listened to our Treasury Edition on The Rise of Skywalker, you have officially been spoiled.
1: Well, sort of. Because, I mean, you even if, like, you know, like both Agent 7 and I – and one of us having some sort of familiarity with the the you know, with the 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 uh, the source of this one still wouldn't have picked that out, right? Easily, because and I think we even said during the treasure edition, like yeah, there's a couple of ships that we kind of we, we kind of knew and or, you know, or have seen, but still, like so there was more to that than just that whole outcropping of stuff that we saw, right? Anyway, so yeah, Dash Rendar, he's his uh he's Potentially canon now, um, thanks to this ship. And then this article kind of goes into some other places where you could have been. So, anywho, next up. Um, go ahead. No, this is you. No, I did the first one.
0: Right, so now we're on the third one. Wait,
1: Nani? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. It's okay. Mm. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um Star Wars Rebel sequel reportedly in the works, which on this very show last week we kind of joked about. Well, well, it was a joke, but it was it was a misspeak that ended up being a joke. Because I believe we ended up, we said that um well we didn't say that the story's done, but apparently maybe possibly not. hmm Because uh one and I did not know this was him playing Callus, but David O'Yello Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna do that because I'm gonna screw his name. You know, you know his name because you've seen him in movies. Um, is play who plays Agent Kellis, and I saw his name while because I'm doing my rewatch of Rebels. I was like, wait a minute, I did not know that was him. Wait, that's David
0: Oyelowo? Yes. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's like okay. Oh, that that's kind of crazy. It was like okay, so clearly you know he, he's been. he's been here and um in fact just to just give you any uh just to give you uh, age 70 where i am right now i'm pretty much uh at the end of season two
0: that's it hurry up
1: yeah i'm at that part uh that the very last couple of episodes Mm -hmm. so uh, in the last episode uh, before that one was with him and uh, zeb when they got trapped right so it's it was like it's just kind of weird going back knowing that's him. I'm like, huh? That's that's kind of crazy. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And that that part of you know this part of rebels that I'm at is kind of a hard part because something is going to happen. Some things end up happening
0: that changes things. Yeah, but there's some great stuff happening at the end of season two.
1: It, that's also true, but at the same time, it still doesn't make it any less, any less bad. There's Some great, great stuff
0: happening at the end of season two. Yeah.
1: So anyway, but uh, but uh, but anyway, according to um, uh, them, that there's a possibility that uh, there could be more rebels on the way, and sounds like there's there's um, there might actually be crew. There's might actually be something else to that. In fact, I put this story out of place. So you take the next one, so we can get to the to, the one in question.
0: Okay. Star Wars: The Clone Wars season seven gets an official release date, and that is Friday, February seventeenth, on Disney Plus. So, uh, wait a second.
2: Yep.
1: I am oh, excited. Yeah.
0: And if so,
1: I when I um, saw this on Twitter the day this was announced. Or actually, not even the day I was probably a few days after that. I think. No, actually, it was. It was eight after. That. But I think when I tweeted about it, it was forty-four days until the seventeenth, and I calculated it out. Like you can pretty much do four episodes a day, and that is including the hundred twenty-one episodes. There's a There's a there's an order out there. You know where it is. It's on Star Um and the movie, which is like an hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half. You can do like four episodes a day and get caught up in plenty of time for the 17th. Yep. And that's, again, that's like the stuff that was done because there's also those nine episodes that was not finished. But if you can find those, good luck, because they're not on Disney+. Plus. So, But that's all the stuff that's, the animated stuff, because I think that list also goes into like um, a book or something. Right. Um. So, yeah. Time for that rewatch, folks. Get to it. And next up, going back to Rebels, um, Star Wars Rebels sequel to follow Ahsoka and Sabine's search for Ezra, which is. Spoilers um, for Roddy Yeah, which is a slight spoiler for me. Well, it is, but it isn't. I was well before this, but nevertheless, um, yeah, it's still kind of sort of a spoiler. So if you know what happens at the end of season four, um, Rebels, I will not. Continue to spoiler any more than this already has, but it sounds like if and or when they plan on doing this, which sounds a little more more likely to do, but it is a still a rumor. If they do do it, this may be where they where they take up. Mm. In that, um, Ezra's missing somehow. To which I, I did I I kind of spoiled myself, um, and kind of know a little bit more than what I did about what happened at least one part of it to cause this. Right. You already know what I'm talking about, so I won't go into further that. So I was like, huh, okay, I got to get there because that seems weird. So, yeah, we may possibly get another, uh, in addition to another season of uh, Clone Wars, we're getting, we may possibly get another season of Rebels, and I am happy before that. Moving right along.
0: Next up, um... How Palpatine got his Star Destroyer fleet is explained in Star Wars 9 book, The Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. So apparently... A lot of this stuff
1: has come I, out of it.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, in order to get uh, a lot of the information that I think makes you say, hmm, during the movie, it's important to look at this visual dictionary because my understanding is that it says that these uh, followers of the Sith... And their children are the ones who built the destroyers and are manning the destroyers.
1: Right. Which still—that's a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. To be in
0: hiding for that long and, and whatnot. And still, right, yeah. the cult is called right. The cult is called the Sith Eternal. Sorry about that.
1: No, that's fine. It's because I think I want to say there was quite possibly a mention of a Jedi version of. Well, technically, it kind of is if you think about Rogue One, but it's not necessarily. It's not. Well, there is actually in, even in the comics. Um, no. I just thought about that because there was those uh, folks uh, that Luke runs into on Jeddah during uh, Star Wars, and I guess it's some of those same people that were similarly involved in, in mm-hmm. Rogue One. Um, so technically, you there is a there's a light like, side version of a similar faction. Not necessarily a cult, but you might as well call them that. But regardless of that, um, I jokingly said, I was like, you know what? I, I feel like th- this uh visual dictionary pretty much has the answer to everything, um, in- including some real world problems. But it's but um, I it's kind of sad that you would have to read a book like this just to get certain pieces of information like that. I get why it's like that. And I'm not above reading stuff like that, but at the same time, like, and I know this is kind of how some people feel about, um, like, the Marvel stuff that's coming out, where some of the shows are going to play into the movies, and even some of the Star Wars books, you know, comics and stuff are kind of basically feeding into canon, and I guess giving people extra stuff to read the where they may or may not want to do that, I kind of get it, but if you're all into it, then it's all on you. I think I'm gonna wait though, cause there should be another visual dictionary that's gonna be a companion dm of all of this stuff. And I know there was one prior to this one. To which that goes up to uh Last Jedi. Okay. So clearly there has to be one that's gonna to add the stuff in there. And I think I might wait till that and get that book, cause that would be some interesting read. Anyway, next up. Uh let's see. Oops, did I miss one? I did not. Okay. Uh, the fight choreography for, you should have gotten this one, actually. Uh, the fight choreography for for Revenge of the Six explains the high ground line. Because you being a fan of saying, <laughs> you got the high ground.
0: It's over, Anakin. Yes. I have the high ground. Yes. Well, apparently... You underestimate my power. <laughs> I'll try it.
1: Wow, you got that whole thing um,
0: uh, knocked out, huh? Yeah, thanks to binge mode, I rewatched it relatively recently. So
1: <laughs> nice, so yeah. But apparently, this article goes into uh, the stunt casting. Apparently, the, the um, the fight choreographer, excuse me, as was a friend of Hayden Christensen, and they used to live near each other in Australia. and He recounted a story of how that whole fight, um, how that, how that basically uh came about, that line came about.
0: So you can go check that out. That's your leisure. Next. Uh, next up. Um, the Age of AI, a documentary series hosted by Robert Downey Jr. debuted its first four episodes on YouTube earlier this week. And apparently it's making Marvel fans think that Robert Downey Jr.'s AI show is actually hosted by Tony Stark. <laughs>
1: This is probably one of those where I would say, "And people because people are crazy or idiots." But at the same time, what eh, to say it's not true. Um, sure. I don't. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. Um, I would like to believe that people are kidding when they say that, because I do be honest. When I first heard about this, I'm like, "Okay, it makes sense." That they got Tony Stark to 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 do this, but I know Goodwiller wasn't actually Tony Stark, so. Anyway, move right along. That's way more time than this that story probably needed. Um, Spider-Man's Jake Gyllenhaal to star in film adaptation of Fun Home, which is a uh, graphic novel by um, Alison Bechdel. It says the Oscar-nominated actor will star as Bruce Bechdel in. upcoming film sam gold the director of the stage musical is also on board to direct the film adaptation as well uh this fun home wasn't originally a 2006 graphic novel by ducks to watch out for creator bechdel about her life growing up with her dysfunctional family much of which was spent in the family-owned funeral home the fun home of the title so okay more graphic novels to uh, to film. Yay.
0: Next. Next up, the trailer for the new Mutants movie, uh, formerly from Fox, now coming out of Marvel Studios, dropped this week. And uh, it was very interesting to see. Um, apparently, it had some of the changes that director Josh Boone has implemented into the movie since it has uh, gone into reshoots.
1: Well, so, to back up one slight second, um, yes, that did happen, but before that, there was a, apparently a teases, um... well wait a minute, hold on. Never mind. Uh, this was in the same story. So, yeah, so there was a story before that about, you know, the, the trailer coming out. Uh, and also, apparently, uh, according to the next article, uh, Josh Boone's original cut is being released in theaters of, um of uh, the new mutants, apparently. So you've watched the
0: trailer. Yes. What'd you think? Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one word for it. It was, I don't, interesting. Whole, it, was, it was intriguing. I don't think it
1: was bad. No, it totally wasn't. I don't know. That whole horror theme didn't, I mean, not necessarily. I'm not a real big horror fan, so that's, it's not necessarily an appeal of mine. Um, It's definitely a way to go, I guess. Um so I don't know. I'm still curious about it. I don't know if it's going to be a day one watch for me though. Right. And mainly because of the horror stuff. Because like I said, I'm not a real big horror fan, so but it looks it definitely looks interesting for sure. Do we know who the I'm and I'm assuming that was Moira, but do we know who the the um the lady was in the uh with the rest of them?
0: No, and I well, I hesitate to say that that was more a mctaggart.
1: Yeah, because there was nothing given about that. That's my speculation, and I'm right. I don't know if that's I doubt if that's the case. Right. Also,
0: I think I posted something about this in that uh, we finally understand now how to pronounce Rain Sinclair.
1: I thought about that too. Well, which we t- we talked about that before too. Yes, they they did that is actually a thing that is um that they've confirmed
0: right it's (laughs) It's like we have all been butchering this poor character's name for years years i know right
1: which again we've had this conversation as recently as like a probably a month or two ago about that but it might have been before i don't know if it was on on record uh because it might have been like before we talked i mean before before we started recording on our show i don't remember i'm sure i still have that recording somewhere regardless hey it is here now we finally got the 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 official name the trailer looks good um the only other thing that kind of didn't sit right with me is like the dude they got for roberto
0: yeah yeah he's a little what's funny about is i read a little bit about this apparently he is part brazilian sure but he's light-skinned right and roberto's character is very much black exactly
1: so I'm just, and I even said on Twitter after after I after I watched them, like, okay, so they couldn't find a, a darker skinned Roberto. I
0: know good and doggone where they got dark skinned brazilians. But I don't know. That's you know, and apparently apparently I don't remember this because it's been a long time since I read the book, the original graphic About novel uh, yeah, introduction. Mm-hmm. But apparently uh Bobby DeCosta's character was introduced with very, very heavy uh aspects of racism. Involved, you know, against him being a black Brazilian in Brazil. Right. So it's it's a shame that um, the original creators of this movie uh, thought to uh, slide past that.
1: But also, in this day and age, still not surprising. Right. And that's far- like try harder, try harder. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Like I said, uh, it's. Uh, the trailer's out there. You can go check it out. The movie will be, is actually coming in April, I believe. Yeah, it's coming up soon. So you know, after after all of the the will it won't it up to the past couple of years, we finally got something to show for it. Sure. Um. So yeah, hopefully they do better. That's I don't know. Anyway.
0: Right. I think I got next because we yep. kind of squished the last two stories together. We sure did. Um. There's a rumor out there. That Marvel Studios may have gained full control over the Hulk and Namor. So, where is this posted? What? No, I'm saying, oh, this is posted by CBR. Who's reporting this rumor?
1: Uh, yeah, see, again, got to have to be a little judicious about where we're getting stuff from. Because, I mean, and granted, I, I kind of trust CBR, and not just because we know somebody that works with them. But at the same time, th- sometimes there are sites and places, you know,
0: I, I've fallen into this. Yeah, thing. they are, yeah, exactly. They're citing another source. Another right, they're site.
1: citing rumor sites, and sometimes that's not a good thing to do without something credible. You know, which I get, sometimes news is slow, and you got to, you know... to. They put something out in the air as opposed to nothing, I guess. But anyway, so some rumor place site, I guess, um, has a rumor saying that, and this is a very stupid thing. I've heard from someone very reliable that Marvel has gained control of full full control of Hulk and Neighbor, So those pesky distribution hurdles no longer exist. So that's basically like me saying, hey, my cousin and her from my brother's uncle's father's sister's uh, dairy dairy handler. Yeah, this is like Luis
0: from Ant-Man telling the story.
1: Exactly. I'm like, it's not, there's nothing credit, credible. Why would you, granted, someone would say, well, why are you talking about it? But, you know, but, you know sure. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's going to be something, maybe, maybe there's something to it, but at the same time, I would like to have something a little bit more credible than I heard from someone very reliable. Right. From some rumor site at that. So... And granted, now we've heard some stuff from folks that ended up being the case from, you know, reliable sources that we have talked about after the fact. But still. Anyway, that's, it is, yeah. All right, before Agent 70 dies, um, Waikiki, excuse me, Taika Waititi uh, reveals when Thor, Love, and Thunder will begin filming. And apparently that's going to be sometime this summer. So, yay. Sounds good. Yeah, sure. Uh, Apparently, it's going to be slated to be released November 5th, 2021. So, uh, I'm going to guess it'll probably make it before then. Right. Um, Or at least uh, they'll finish shooting before then.
0: Um, Next up, speaking of... uh, Exactly. Speaking of Thor Love and Thunder, it is being reported that Christian Bale is in talks to join Thor Love and Thunder. And... Speculation of the role that he is being cast for is running rampant. Yeah, and I don't like it. For too my gut, my gut says that it's Gore, the God Butcher. My gut says Balder the Brave. Okay.
1: I, yeah, I mean, so the, so the the prevailing theory is Baldur the. I mean, not Balder as um as Beta, Beta Ray Bill. And uh, apparently, a lot of people want to see Bale as Beta Ray Bill. I am not one of those people.
0: My gut says Gore the God Butcher. I think I can just see him as Gore the God Butcher. That's actually like one that I didn't think by. about. Um, He's a bad guy. I totally see it.
1: There, was, there is someone saying yeah. There are there are a couple of people because saying, that's like, America. Be psycho all
0: over. You know, right? <laughs> Swear to me, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, seriously. I mean, that's a Batman line, but I mean, I I totally see him as Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, because that's that's the run that is influencing YTT storytelling in this movie. Because obviously he's going to bring in Jane Foster, Thor. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's my, that's my guess.
1: Yeah, I that's a more credible one than Beta Ray Bill, well not credible, but that's a more a, more likely more maybe. Yeah. Than than the better, I don't know. Beta Ray Bill could very much come into this one, so that's not necessarily saying it's not likely. And I feel right. like uh, Taika Waititi would be the one who'd be like, "No, nah, we're gonna we're gonna bring the Horseman in, right?" <laughs> so they both could be the case, and and bail could be one or the other. I don't know. I'm still putting out like me saying it, my thought being Balder probably means it's probably gonna be wrong, Um, but at the same time, I don't know. <laughs> I'm also one to think that why does he ha- even have to be in MCU? That's just me.
0: Who? Bale. You know what's funny? What? I get, this, I get this sneaking suspicion that Waititi's gonna completely turn his reputation around. Because Bale? he's so famous. Yeah, he's so famous for doing like these overly serious roles where he's yelling at people off screen. Where you put him into like... Uh, 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 uh a waititi helmed MCU movie it's going to it's it's going to like totally flip his perspective you i just I have, I have, a, a, I have a funny i have a funny idea about that you it'll know it be a jeff goldblum
1: situation maybe mm, sure i could kind of see it although jeff,
0: that's that's a movie. right but at the end, end of the day you know like uh you know you take him off of a christopher nolan batman movie where everyone's like sure you know Mm-hmm. even though what I'm casting him as is going to be a, you know, character also. Okay, you're going to have to like, tell
1: me this after the show then. What's that? You're going to have to tell me this after the show, unless you want to say it now. What? Oh, you said Gore. You still say Gore. Yeah, Gore. Gore the God okay, Butcher. No, I thought you had another one outside of that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I can just imagine him delivering, you know, the lines similar to his Batman delivery. But um, but as I said earlier, you know, I, I was just thinking that maybe... You know, uh, a different atmosphere might actually help the guy out in his personal reputation. Yeah, maybe.
1: Or doesn't need to help, and doesn't need to be in the MCU. Moving right along. What's next? Um, how Logan of, of all movies inspired Patrick Stewart to return as Picard. So apparently, um, outside of getting suit looks, um, uh, on um, <clears throat> on Twitter. Uh, he is also basically explaining how Logan influenced his decision to return to Star Trek Picard, for Star Trek Picard, uh, which is shortly coming, by the way. Um, I can't wait for that. I okay. I, sh- I should very much finish watching Discovery, and I should actually see if I still have CBS access. But
0: that's that a whole nother Yeah, version. I was about to say, I don't have CBS All Access. So. I did
1: for a minute, and I'm not sure if I still do, because I may have canceled it or something. Gotcha. But regardless, um, yeah, I would definitely probably have it back in time to, if I don't have it, I will have it back in time to watch Picard. Um, so anyway, this is basically, he was uh, in an interview with Variety and Stewart said that he and Hugh Jackman were quote unquote, so thrilled when the last thing we did for X-Men was Logan. It was the best X-Men experience we both had because we were the same characters, but their world had been blown apart. He went on to indicate that, uh, that's, he went on to indicate that spurred him, that's weird phrasing, but, uh, to find a way of wrapping up his time working on Next Generation on an equally strong note, since our last movie together, Nemesis, was pretty weak. I'm glad you recognized that fact. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, uh, yes that nemesis was not a great movie <laughs> anyway um this in turn led him to led him meeting with picard creator adam kertzman and writer michael jabon who um also showrunner on season one which why does that name sound so familiar um anyway, and akiva goldsman in 2017 before agreeing to make the show <clears throat> so basically, yeah. So one thing led into another, and now he's back in the Star Wars universe. Okay. Um, which one last run? <clears throat> which apparently, like I said, as far as know, we know one season's coming, and um, another one is sound like it might be coming. Sorry, forgive me. Um, That's okay. Um, okay, I'm thinking of another person, but Spider-Man. He, so Michael Chabon. Chabon is the writer on Spider-Man Two, the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Wonder Boys, The Fifth Wave, John Carter of Mars.
0: Yeah. Yep. There you go.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh wow! He, I guess he was supposed to be on that um mo- that mask um movie that still has. Never seen the light of day and probably never will. And also the visionary movies, which is, is another one that was is, is in even less shape. Which wow, they're doing them they were. Can you believe they were trying to do a movie on vision? You know,
0: to move on. Good lord. Next, ah, <laughs> much next. James Gunn reveals why he chose Suicide Squad over Superman. Apparently, it's because it's one of his favorite properties in the world, and it's the story he wanted to tell more than any other. Good for him.
1: And probably did a porn parody of it back in the day. Next up. Um, oh. No. Well, we have... Com- visionaries. Visionaries. Anyway. um, So we have confirmation on the fact that Colin Farrell is going to be in Matt Reeves' Batman as Oswald Cobblepot, Pot, aka the Penguin with a fat suit? Uh, d- or not? Doesn't quite say here. Uh, yeah, we'll
0: find out more later.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing saying no about that, but apparently there's some photos of some possible on-shoot um Stuff that was shared with um, it says photos of a figure that resembles Farrell were shared on social media, and features a person in a black coat with an umbrella in hand and blonde hair, possibly giving us Farrell in the costume as Oswald Potter. So again, this is rumor still. Oh um, well, and apparently uh Matt Reeves also, well on the, on the other side of that, tweeted out a picture of um Colin Farrell. And basically, saying, Hey, is that you, Oz, with a bat thing right next to it? So, that's the kind of what's taking the conversation the, the confirmation that he's going to be in the movie. Uh, and as far as the other stuff about the penguin, that might be speculation.
0: Next up, next up, uh, Flash director Andy Muschietti's, uh, Andy Muschietti. Uh, it will still adapt the story flashpoint, but maybe not in the way fans expect. Um, uh, Right. He confirmed that it's going to be based on the 2011 crossover that rebooted the DC universe into the new 52 era. Um, You know, he he offered no further details on the story of the film and uh, it's scheduled for July 1st, 2022 theatrical release. So, Ah, uh, great trepidation is what we're all going to go into this with.
1: Pretty much, because this has been a, another on-again, off-again um, uh, movie, to, you know. And I think uh, even The the Flash, the the fool playing The Flash, Ezra Mizz- Miller, which I don't know why. I don't like Ezra's. <laughs> you know what? Let me not say that. I, I, Ezra's are nice. It's just a couple of them that are, Uh, I'm not. Too crazy on. Anyway, uh, so yeah, yeah. that's hmm. we'll see. That that doesn't really give me any kind of any kind of warm feels. Um, they're doing Flashpoint, but it sounds like they're gonna they're gonna change some stuff or something. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, and I know Ezra Miller is a darling person who of you know. Fluid doing that has nothing to do with it, but there was something he something he did he that's was not cool. Anywho, um Arrow spinoff, Canary's backdoor pilot description revealed. So apparently this is like Birds of Prey um two point and that being the old uh nineties or at least it's going to feel like the old nineties uh show Birds of Prey, if you are uh pep and preview that if you don't hey cwc has got the uh, still i believe still has that series it's i'm not sure if it holds up that well actually it might also be on dc universe anywho uh, apparently according to deadline the canaries backdoor, backdoor pilot titled green arrow and the canaries will feature kate mcnamara's mcnamara's mia smoke and will be set in star city in the year 2040 uh, airing on the cw on january 21st mia's life will be interrupted by katie cassidy's laurel lance and juliana harkavy's Dinah drake who need mia's help uh tracking down a kidnapping fig- uh, victim so the whole year of the 2040 thing and a lot of uh the being set kind of in the current year puts it well off into the future and i'm assuming somehow those characters end up there by some time travel shenanigans i'm guessing or maybe they're much older i don't know how that's going to work out maybe something in this current crossover is putting them out there i don't know uh but regardless it sounds like the old birds of prey and i'm not sure how to
0: feel about that next up Next up, there's a report that a Jaime Reyes' Blue Beetle series may be in development at HBO Max, not at DC Universe.
1: Yeah, no. Um, which there's a, a difference. There's another story later on about a, a similar situation in another grouping of um, companies. It's kind of weird. Aggan like is still on the same umbrella, but sure. So, right. Apparently, I the character appeared previously
0: on Smallville.
1: Yeah, which I don't obviously don't remember because I didn't get that far into smallville. But apparently, so because of I guess if that's if the speculation is the case, if it's going to be on HBO Max, it's probably going to be a little bit more adult tinged. Sure, that's what it seemed like because outside, I don't know why would you not put it on DC Universe or whatever the case may be, but we'll see if that actually what what happens with that. Um, next up, the final list of DC Universes DCU unscripted to be announced this month so this was basically a thing from New York Comic Con of last year I believe announced it was a fan competition organized by DC and uh, Ideas United that is planned to culminate in one of one fans' pitch getting the green light to become an unscripted TV show on DC Universe. The submission window was from October 3rd to November 18th, with fans encouraged to submit unscripted TV show pitches such as like such as Game House to Gameplay to Hot Food to Hot Takes, according to a press release. Okay. But regardless, they got finalists and uh, we will find out who won that thing uh, in the fall, I guess. Next. Next up. Musician news.
0: actor Jack Sheldon, best known for his voice work on Schoolhouse Rock and his decades-long stint as Merv Griffin's sidekick, has sadly passed away at the age of 88. Uh folks of our generation necess- will not necessarily recognize him as Merv Griffin's sidekick, nope. but will better know him as the voice behind I'm uh, just a bill, yes I'm only a bill exactly, exactly exactly, exactly and also and I'm uh, trying to get it, a, to, get it to play just others. a little bit
2: you sure gotta climb a lot of steps to get to this Capitol building here in Washington I don't
0: want to you get, get taken off that? but exactly, I just played, I'm looking for his voice that's the thing yeah, as soon as the singing starts, that'll be him, right? Exactly. Well, it's all right. I, I just turned it off, so. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's how most of us are going to uh, recognize his voice. Yep, I
1: still have my fingers, uh, my uh, my DVDs of uh, Schoolhouse Rock. I'm I'm meant to actually pull, pull that out, uh, and I'm almost going to reach for it, but I don't want to tip over in my chair. So, but sad news, um, I did not know about the Merv Griffin thing, but again, Merv Griffin was kind of. You know you have to be of a certain vintage and granted i slightly was but at the same time it's still young i was a young
0: woman was on, was on. Right. it's kind of tough to get your parents to let you stay up to watch the late night shows so
1: pretty much um so yeah he was merv griffin's sidekick in 1962 where he remained for the most of the show's entire duration during until 1986. so and i don't remember watching too much I do remember. I mean, it does doesn't matter. It a sad loss and um go check out some schoolhouse rock on, on YouTube, folks. It's good stuff. A lot of it's still relevant, actually. Yes. Um I don't know if they have one on impeachment, but they should. Anyway, um next up, Castlevania season three gets twenty twenty tease from studio. So apparently Power of the House Animation, the studio who's doing the, uh, the animation behind the, the Castlevania Netflix show, took to Twitter to share things uh, it's most excited for in 2020. And it did not take long to decipher the message despite its emoji leaning. And it has to do with all things vampire, which means it sounds like yeah, Castlevania. Or it could be Dracula. We don't know. But regardless, more Castlevania. Cool. Uh, so far, the studio has yet to say anything about its Castlevania release date, and Netflix is not saying much either. So, whether it happens, we'll see. Next,
0: you can now read showrunner Lauren Hissrich's original pitch for the Witcher series on Netflix. Apparently, it's online. Yep.
1: Apparently, have
0: you watched it? Uh, you, you have. I no- started watching it, but um, I had to turn it off. I forget why, but, you know, it wasn't because I fell asleep or anything, but, um, I started watching it and I was like, oh, this looks interesting, Hmm. but, uh, I haven't, I haven't yet restarted watching.
1: Yes. Well, talk so coin to your Witcher. Um, cool. Yeah. I had not finished it, but it's, it's, it's it's all right so far. It's gotten a lot of people to, to play Witcher 3 again, apparently. Um, so I guess if, if anything, that's a good, that's a good for them. Um... Last couple of uh, bits of animated, uh, excuse me, of um, of um, cinematic news because I snuck one in there and didn't put it in, in the thing yet. But uh, ABC courting Marvel Studios for new TV series. Uh, so ABC and Marvel Studios are in early talks for a possible new TV series, and heaven forbid they even do anything with the, the two or three shows that they claimed they were gonna. that, that might have been out there in the first place. Right. <laughs> which we still haven't heard anything. Remember that old, uh, remember the score stuff, right? Remember that other, um, whatever stuff that's supposed to be doing? We ain't heard nothing from that.
0: I mean, yeah. you wonder how Feige's uh, uh, newly found control over the TV section is going to play out. It's only just happened, so we'll see how that all those, uh, Previously planned shows play out. Right.
1: And my joke was I'm like, I wonder if Disney remembers that it owns the ABC as well as on Marvel.
0: Right. But programming being what it is, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, I know. But like that was a joke. So, you
2: know,
0: programming being what it is, you know, they have to make decisions on their own without the corporate higher up. So,
1: sure. Yeah, so we'll see if anything comes to that. And last bit, I'll go ahead and take a collection. I don't, I actually don't believe I did put it in there. Yeah, I didn't. I sure didn't. So one that just came off the uh, wire. Then I saw some rumblings of Doctor Strange director exit is just the latest in setbacks for Marvel Studios filmmakers. So apparently, Scott Derrickson left um, uh, the Doctor Strange movie. Okay. Um. So yeah. So apparently, according to this, for many fans, fans, and pundits, this is the last, the latest case of the company having friction with a high high-profile creative mind. Uh, Edgar Wright, Patty Jenkins, and Scott Dirksen are the list of names that officially signed on, then parted ways with the company. Uh, but people are all, are also bringing up Ava DuVernay's talks with the studio and Josh Whedon's departure as well. I guess in relation to things that you know been going on. So, I mean, let's face it: that movie movie's still going to come,
0: regardless right. of who's going to do it. So, um, it may have nothing to do with all of the stuff that's happening on Disney Plus. So, I don't know. There's
1: nothing saying that one way or the other, but who knows? Um, although Derek's has said on his Twitter account that he would still be on board as an executive producer of the film so he's still getting money he's just not directing it right or he would be I know there's no saying that he is see all in all in a weird look in the way the handle director is just close the thing so yeah I guess so because the, the that movie I think comes out this week and only this this week this year so they have to have a whole bunch of it done you would think by now so they would just need somebody to run, come in and run cleanup and whatever um, but according to this Marvel statements to Variety read Marvel Studios and Scott Derrickson have amicably parted ways on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences we remain grateful to Scott for his contributions to the MCU I admit I kinda wanna know what those creative differences were at this point, who cares? Right. Um And that is it for the cinematic news. We will go headlong into the comic book news. Absolute Gotham by Gaslight canceled. Aw... Uh, Actually, I don't know why I'm taking that tone with it. That's not nice. Um, So yeah, apparently they plan to do an absolute edition of uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, but that's been canceled. No reason's been given, but a representative for the publisher said that it will be solicited again
0: in a different format.
1: So, okay. Next up.
0: Apparently the Justice League's most powerful member will return and may kill the world. Okay. So this is this is uh, related to Justice League Dark, right? And the Doctor Fate that's in there right now, which is so, yeah,
1: not not can't, whatever his name is is the the uh, young book, uh, right?
0: Nasur, which right. So I am not reading this book, so I'm not familiar with it. But apparently, neither am I. Right. Apparently, uh, the young, the junior Doctor Fate, Khalid Nasur, uh, and Nabu. The uh, the Lord of Order sealed inside the Helm of Fate have become traumatized by the events of Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, they're not the only ones, and um, <laughs> you know, because you know, help us figure out what happened over there, Snyder. Yeah, so, anyway. yeah, good luck. Yeah, for for those
1: of you good folks who read it,
0: we... right. So apparently, Naboo has a plan to eliminate magic, and it would, re- but it would result in the death and complete elimination of magical beings in the DC Multiverse. So yeah. Oh weird. Stuff right there.
1: oh, weird. Oh, mm. weird. Oh, wow. It's almost like they said, hey, that's the, the thing that Marvel did with Doctor Strange and the killing of magic. We can do something like that over here. Oh, yeah. Huh. Weird. Anywho, um, <laughs> Captain Cold reveals a surprising new <coughs> spoiler. So apparently this is the spoiler for The Flash number 85, which do we have anyone reading that? I think I think dirt. Dirt. No, it's a, I thought um up to date. You're right. Yeah, dirt probably was. I thought Tim was, but I guess you yeah, you might be more right.
0: I um, read it here and there, but I I'm definitely not up to date.
1: Sure. Regardless, um apparently uh Captain Cole's got a new power or something, and I guess he's tapped into the speed force according to this or something. Uh and it sounds like the the is similarly Yeah, have gotten got an upgrade on their powers yeah so cap cold reveals a secret ability given to him by luther super speed which i'm surprised there's not like a cold force which i guess wouldn't that be the steel force i don't know why would not he get something that's more aligned in that because wouldn't super speed be like heat and friction you know what? i'm thinking way too far into this regardless hey guess what that happened um if
0: you're reading flash good on you next up so before Superman's big identity reveal in uh, issue number eighteen, he told one more person the truth. So this was, uh, this is spoilers for Action Comics number one thousand eighteen. This is last week's issue. Yes, so yeah. and, and uh, also post uh, Superman number eighteen as well. So, uh, but apparently, uh, Clark told not just Perry White and Jimmy Olsen, but he also told. Uh, uh, Metropolis Fire Chief Melody Moore. I assume there's a reason for that. Right. It's an in-story reason, probably. Sure.
1: Um, oh, it's Clark Kent, the reporter. He is talking to Metropolis uh, Fire Chief Melody Moore, a character who's become an ally to him, both him and Superman. Uh, sure. Okay. Um... DC's Far Sector number one and The Last God number one. Um, by the way, I think no, that was last week. Never mind. I was about to say um, Far Sector came out this week, but it didn't. That was last week. Um, both go to second printing. So cool. The, I have been enjoying that Far Sector book. Um, uh, I don't know anything about The Last God, but it says here uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, written by and art by Ricardo Federici, Richie. Uh, the Last God tells the story of two fellowships of heroes as they take on the same apocalyptic threat, but decades apart. Uh, with the realm of Cain, Anun, and the very world falling apart around them, a new group of unlikely heroes must band together to, com- to accomplish an impossible task. So, cool. And, uh, we, as we said before, uh, Far Sector is basically the first appearance of rookie Green Lantern Sir Jonah Joe Moline, um and her adventures far out in space. Uh, by uh science writer fire N K Jimerson and uh, Jamal Campbell on art, which is good on both fronts. Um, just go check that out. When you can get a chance, it's pretty good.
0: All right, next up, Michael Janin discusses his three year Batman run and teases a big DC project coming up. So he recently ended his run on Batman with uh, Tom King on issue number 85 with issue number 85 and apparently he's got a big new project for DC coming up. It's big enough for him to renew his exclusive contract with the publisher for three more years. Okay. So yeah,
1: news upon news
0: out of that one so congrats I guess for him.
1: Uh, Thor's new hammer may already signal his new downfall which you you didn't talk about this particular thing this is from Thor number one from last week last week right um and apparently my has <laughs> uh, Mj- got a little weight to it now it's picked up a little pound right
0: right I mean this is a this is a plot point in the story that I didn't necessarily want to talk about because it's a spoiler so I, I, I didn't really bring this up this week right so
1: but okay fine so yeah that's out there if you still hadn't read it like actually I don't think about it I haven't but it doesn't matter um next up uh avengers and fantastic four versus kree and skull empires in marvel's next major event empire so we kind of alluded to something we kind of alluded to this earlier with the new what's what possible outcome of the new mutants um although we don't know if they're even going to be a part of this or not Um, but regardless, following last week's release of their 2020 seed one-shot incoming number one, Marvel has released more details in a teaser trailer about Empire, that's E-M-P-Y-R and not the uh, commercial which I'm almost threatening to sing for Empire Carpets, whatever they're an April launching event uh, co-written by Al Ewing, yay, and Dan Slott, with art by uh, Valerio Schiedi uh, the event is being branded as an Avengers Fantastic Four team up, uh, rooted in a story spanning throughout the throughout Marvel's eighty-year history, according to the publisher. With a massive war fleet approaching the with massive war fleet approaching comma, the Avengers and Fantastic Four team up for twenty twenty in April's Empire. But their, will their combined strength be enough to save the day? So I guess the team up kind of makes sense since they both have had. Um, some significant um um run-ins with the Korean scroll during their during during their, their their spans. So um we'll see what's going on with this. I don't know. I'm slightly looking forward to this given who's like behind it on creative team, but I'm also kind of vented vent tired out. But this has been an ongoing thing for the last couple of years, uh, you know. So, we'll see how it happened. I didn't look at the trailer, uh, but this is the the line wide event and not the, the little event so that they skirted, they circumvented their little plot thing or they the the little thing about. So I don't know how you feel about it
0: if you feel anything about it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So. So next up, uh, Marvel Champions. I guess this is the card game, Hero Pack leaked on eBay
1: uh no i believe marvel champions is the um
0: um uh, is it an online game that's a card
1: oh wait game? no this is that one yes 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 this is that card game yes 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 you got um, me i don't have it yet so don't ask me about it uh but apparently this is there's another hero pack i think we talked about the thor hero pack like last week but yeah there's another pack um that this is that they're they're talking about going into this so basically it's a it's a deck building game where you're playing um a hero and you have a scenario to to you know go against the, the villains and you could be either you alone or you with a few other people with uh other sets of hero cards at your disposal and working together it's a cool premise and i do enjoy you know card-based games one Um uh, and knowing me, I would probably just pick this up just for the just for the card art, but I haven't had a chance to play it for myself, much less see it anywhere close. Okay. So we shall see. But basically, each hero pack contains a pre-made playable deck, and players can choose to build their own deck with a few restrictions. Out of around it. So yeah, there's. Uh, I know I put in something in one uh, in a. Um, Uh, in a past uh, CBC uh, that taught you how to play the game but you can look that stuff up there's a couple of good places with some good tutorials on how to play it. It's kind of neat though if you ever get a chance and if you're inclined on those kind of games Next up uh, G.I. Joe War on Cobra is available for pre-registration now So apparently according to this article uh, Hasbro has teamed up with D3GO and Emerald City Games to bring G.I. Joe fans a new mobile strategy game. So this is on your phones. Uh, but cutting to the chase, this, uh, the the person who wrote this article says it looks like just to be... It looks to be just like G.I. Joe skin or Clash of Clans. So don't expect much from it. Okay. Uh, if you know what Clans uh, Clash of Clans is, then you, I guess you kind of know what you get into with that. Which I know there's a bunch of games out there like that. So And I've never played it myself. So... Okay, but that's the thing that's coming. But this is hey, it's getting GI Joe. If you're a friend of GI Joe, that might be more more appealing than classic clans. Next up,
0: so uh, former Amazing Spider-Man duo of writer J. Michael Straczynski and Mike Diodato Jr. reunite. To launch a new superhero universe from artists, artisans, and and I forget what the third A is. Uh, uh, a new publisher. In March 18th, The Resistance, number one. And there's a first look uh, out there right now. Yeah, there's a, there's a preview, uh, some preview pages on um, on
1: this. Chazinsky, also known for his Spider-Man work, but also stuff like, oh, Babylon 5. You know stuff like that you know a lot of television right. work is just got under his belt so take that for what it is uh, next up uh according to comics beat Reina Reina uh Telgemeier, Telgemeier, i'm sorry i totally knew how to pronounce that name uh is the comics industry person of the decade like i said um according to the beat uh, according to comics beat Uh, Miss Tugamire is the writer of Smile which is her uh, graphic novel that uh, she is known for Um, and this article goes into why she is deservedly according to them the comics industry person of the decade so I guess they have also done I think they also have done a couple of other like year in and possibly decade in um, Awards, so you can go check that out on that site. Next up,
0: uh, last but not least, uh, let's see here, what is this? Um, Kirkman and Samney's fire powers kicking off early with a surprise. So, this is uh, a team up between Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney on a new Image Comics Skybound series. Titled Firepower, it's going to debut this May, but there's going to be a surprise prelude to debut in April ahead of the ongoing series.
1: Yeah,
2: um, right.
1: yeah. Apparently, according to this, um, so the, 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 the readers will be able to pick up the this early book, um, featuring nearly eight issues worth of story and art for nine ninety nine on a Wednesday, and come back to the store on Saturday, ready for the free issue number one on free comic book day so this is basically coming out the, the week of crumb book, uh, free comic book day <laughs> and okay. this also says that's almost too much Sammy and Matt Wilson goodness to handle according to whoever said this so yeah you can go check that out um, if you feel so Nathan goes into the, the plot of the store, but we won't go into that because you can read it for yourself whenever you get a chance. And right. that, folks, is the end of the news. Uh, one more ad read, please, sir.
0: Our last ad read of the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosé to cabernet to torronte. Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of the comic book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C. That's cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. When the cup is finished, folks, that means
1: that is the end of the show we would like to end and agent 70 is still alive so please raise your hands in a spirit form fashion and give him your energy <laughs> um which by the time you finally realize he may be better who knows
0: but probably but uh, thanks for your thoughts
1: yes regardless um so we will be back next week same bet time same bet channel with another exciting episode of this here comic book chronicles for myself yeah, and matter of fact, i go ahead and say it. Uh, Thursday evenings, nine thirty ish, p.m. on the Click Nation's YouTube channel when we record. So if you're around at that time, come check us out. Ask a question, do something. I may or may not be able to take it, depending on how this chat works out. Sometimes,
0: but anyway, and feel free to catch up on the archived episodes on the Click Nation's YouTube channel.
1: Indeed, all nice and neat in a, in a nice little place playlist, bro. Uh But until then. Um, And at some point, uh, there will be another um, episode. I'm not sure if it's actually going to be this week or next week, but sometime in the next week or so. Hopefully, we will be getting uh, our year-end predictions out to you, um, fine folks, of the year that was, 2019.
0: Yeah, more like our year-end awards.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, look out for that, and um we'll tell you what we think about what the league year was. It was a trash, and no, I 'm just kidding. anyway uh, for myself, Ridica Cat, you can find me at Ridicacat on Twitter. you can also find me at New Need on Twitter. you can also find me at cB caps on Instagram Agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. Uh, PopcultureNet on Twitter. Pop com and his umbrella sites therein. Tim dogg 9 8 on Twitter. Uh, CB Cron on Twitter. That is the Comic Book Chronicles uh, uh, Twitter account. TheClickNation.com and TheClickNation on Twitter. That's the K L I Q T H. Uh, excuse me. The. Dang okay. it. K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. All one word. You can find this here podcast on the Coastal of the Podcast Network, CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also find I was not going to go full radio voice either because I'm still working on that one. Um You can find this here podcast on Google Play, Apple iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Coast of the Podcast Network SoundCloud page. And the aforementioned, like I said, Thursday nights here, you can, you know, we'll re-record. But I've already said that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Combo Chronicles. Peace. Peace. One. I
0: love it when a plan comes together. Uh... Uh-huh.